we do that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Crew Talk Podcast. It's your boy Tim here. Uh, this is season three, where I do like a little deep dive into some of my friends on campus. Uh, this episode is going to be about Caesar, uh, Mr. Yadman himself. Uh, he's from Cuba, and now we're in Grenada. So we'll talk about a little bit, talk a little bit more about his journey and how he got here. All right, All right. take it away. All right, so I was born in Cuba, as Tim said, and um, I migrated to Miami at the age of 13. Um, then I just got through my regular um, school courses um, all up until college where I was not really sure mm-hmm. whether or not I wanted to do medicine. Right. Or I, I was not even sure about what I wanted to do. At one point, I wanted to be a PT, okay. a dentist. Uh, everything just went through my mind uh, except for medicine. But at one point, um, I met Gerardo. Mm-hmm. And I went on a trip to uh, Puerto Rico with him where... Um, more or less got um, more more experience with with people yeah treat people more like we went to a homeless shelter per se in Puerto Rico and um, at that point um, like I I I looked more into the practice of medicine Mm -hmm. and then when I got back to Miami I started shadowing uh, doctors and and from there uh, I decided I wanted to do medicine and that's why I'm here today. I feel you. Yeah. So, are you, are you, do you know what specialty you want to do right now? Or is it still like up um, there? For now, I think I'm, I'm mostly focused uh, on internal medicine. Okay. And then from there, I might want to do gastro. Gotcha. Yeah. That boy be dialed on gastro. <laughs> on the questions. We locked on that gastro. I feel you. <laughs> so, the tra- you said you moved from Cuba to Miami at the age of 13. So, you spent a, a decent amount of time oh, yeah, in Cuba. Oh, yeah, so how how was it going up there? I mean, Cuba is very fun, at least when you're a kid, because mm-hmm. you don't have those responsibilities that come with adulthood. Yeah. But um, it, it is very bad there right now. Uh, my brother still lives there. Okay. And he tells me that you know how bad it is over there. And um, but uh, growing up, it was very fun. I lived very close to the beach. Mm-hmm. I would play sports in the streets. Um. And it was it was always very fun growing up, but when you go back, yeah, after a while, uh, you realize how little things have changed, okay, and how there's no progress. Right. So that's something I'm very thankful for when is I your, when I arrived in, in the states. Is your brother older than you or yeah, younger? He's ten years older. Okay. He yeah. just he he like had his family and stuff established. That's why he stayed. Yeah, he had his family there. Yeah. Um, so he stayed in Cuba, but uh, he. he Telling me that you know, there's not much going on. It's mm-hmm. always the same thing. Same. Yeah. Just drinking because like there's not really much to do. Right. So that's like the only thing they do. And um, so when you might when you came to Miami, you, it was just you, your mom, and your dad. Yes. Okay. Three of us. And they just like they they were just tired of it and they just. <clears throat> yeah, we have been trying to move to Miami for quite a while, but the process is just very long. Uh huh. So we had to wait like about six years before we migrated okay um but uh but yeah we we i mean not we my parents were were tired of it and i yeah. wanted to start a new life somewhere else mm-hmm. is there re- i know so my girlfriend she's from fort lauderdale so like she's miami adjacent and uh is there a reason specifically like a lot of like i guess caribbean like south of of america choose miami is this because like a big city or <clears throat> Um, the reason why I think is because there, there has already been a very 
the the the, the Latin culture in Miami has grown mm-hmm. so much over the years that it's a very um, uh, good destination for those who live uh, in Latin America. Okay. So you know you go there and there might be a probability that you know people from there. Yeah. That might help you out to mm-hmm. get you started. Okay. So how was it? Um, so you said there was probably like pockets of like cultures that were pretty similar. Was it like a big shift, like change, like going from like being in Cuba to going to like an American city? It was a big shift. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I <clears throat> migrating to Miami kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things mm-hmm. and like uh, how accustomed you have to get to other cultures. Okay. And because uh, you don't see that in Cuba, Cuba is very monotonous. It's yeah. just Cubans living there for the most part. But now you come and you see people from all over the world, right? And uh, you see how different they are from you, and that gives you a good perspective that you need, in some sense, uh, change yourself mm-hmm. to adapt to right. different people so you can all live in harmony, right? It makes uh, sense. And, yeah. And make others feel welcomed. Yeah. You. Yeah. I feel that. So, what were some of the things, uh, like when you when y'all moved to Miami, that you missed about Cuba? Something I missed. For the most part, my my family, my brother, yeah, uh, my friends growing up, mm-hmm. um, and how we used to go and like play soccer, let's say, uh, yeah. afternoon. That 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 was just something that I did not do when I got to Miami. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to like make friends at first. Too. Okay. Yeah. Did your family speak English and Spanish when they moved, or did they have to learn English after they moved? Oh no, they they migrated and uh, they they today they, they still do not. Oh, they don't speak the language that well now. Oh wow. My mom kind of picked it up. Yeah. A little bit, but my dad no. Damn. My dad didn't. <laughs> I feel uh, I, I feel like you get away with it in say like Miami, but like says well, where I'm from, it's it's straight English like we don't really have that We it's more tourists than like immigrants who come mm-hmm. so but New Orleans is also like super small it's like it's like a tourist destination for like Mardi Gras and like different music festivals mm-hmm. but like I don't want to like throw out the wrong number but compared to like New York City Miami LA it's like a neighborhood compared to them yeah yeah so it's definitely it's definitely different in terms of like interacting with like international people from a young age yeah, I think in Miami it's easier to get by if you know Spanish than if you knew English. Really? Yeah, it is, it is. Okay. The the amount of people that speak Spanish in Miami is, is, is tremendous. Yeah. I go, wherever I go, the first language I use is uh, Spanish for the most part. Damn. If they don't speak Spanish, then I try English. But it is like that. Oh, uh, shit. That makes, that, that makes a lot more sense. It's, like, way <laughs> easier to, like, it assimilate is. into the culture. Um, so, after, so, you moved to... Miami, you go through high school. Where'd you go to college at? I went to college at uh, Miami Dade College, and I also went to uh, Florida International University. Okay, and how was that? I loved it. Yeah, I, I really did. Um, the culture there was was very welcoming, mm-hmm. and um, my friends, uh, the friends that I met uh, during my time mm-hmm. at, at both of those uh, colleges. Or friends that I that I still that for a lifetime. Yeah, that, that I feel like they're gonna be there for for a while. They're gonna stick around for a while. That's what's up. One what? of those are Gerardo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ninja. I met them there, and I feel like they're friends that I'm probably gonna keep around for for a lifetime. Yeah. Like y'all went to FIU. 
I yell in Grenada. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all kind of like stuck with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when did you finish college? I finished college in 2020. Yes. Okay. Oh, damn. I finished in 2018. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was going to ask if you had like a gap between SGU and, um, and college, but you just went straight hit. No, I, I had a, a year. Oh, you had a year? Yeah, I had a gap for, for a, whole, uh, a whole year. Okay. And uh, I think a whole year and kind of like a half. Yeah. yeah. And what did you do during the during the gap year? I was mostly studying. Oh, for them guys and stuff? Working. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much all I did. Did you, so the trip that you uh, went on to Puerto Rico, was that before uh, you finished at FIU? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay, and then, like, just from there, like, it was like, okay, so I'm going to gear towards medicine, and then you took the year off. Yeah, it was during that time that my friends asked me to explore the option of medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it made me think a lot of whether or not I should uh, pursue that career, and uh, it was at that time that I really started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, my friends are going into this. Uh, let me hear them out and see see what they have to say. Right. And um, it was at that time that they asked me uh, to to get more involved right. and uh, go shadow physicians. Um, and I, I feel like that's what really changed me. Uh, I, I had no insight on what I was gonna do right. until I started getting more involved in the field. What do you What do your mom and dad do for work? My mom is a nurse. Okay. And my dad is uh, an electrician. Gotcha. So you're not too far off. Like, I mean, like, medicine kind of been yeah. growing up. Yeah. Um, do you feel like like anything besides the trip, like, could have, like, you could you have found medicine in any other way besides going on that trip? Or do you think without that trip, you probably wouldn't be here? Oof, I think without that trip, I wouldn't be here. Gotcha. Uh, it was a, that. It was, that was a critical point in my life. Yeah. Where, where I feel like I had to either decide mm-hmm. or spend spend more time trying to decide figure it out. Gotcha. figuring it out um, and uh, I feel like it was my friends played a, a big role mm-hmm. uh, and, and when it came to decision making yeah yes. was did so everyone everyone that trip are they all doing medicine now too yes they are Check. well well there's one of them that's not doing medicine okay he, he decided to do a uh, social uh no i think it's marketing okay yes marketing the corporate world hey it's for some um so you do i mean i've done a few podcasts with like different seu students and i haven't heard like one like story that was i haven't heard two stories that were similar for like why we ended up here so out of all the schools to choose from what would what made su the one for you What made it the one for me yeah. was that um, I mean, for one, it's it's it, the views kind of just call you. Uh, yeah. So you, you see this very nice view and and it makes you think, oh wow, I would like to be there. Right. But um, other than that, I feel like I feel like they they, they over the years they have uh, they have been able to um, make students go into very good rotations mm-hmm. uh, you see that on the website and, and also the, the step uh, passing rate yeah was I mean damn near 100% it, it, call, it calls your attention it's almost 100% yeah so it, you, 
kind of like take those two and weight them out and, and it, it sounds very attractive to go somewhere where you might you set it to succeed yeah where your success rate is uh, much higher than at other places that makes sense yeah, yeah. Um, so like having being from Cuba and then going to the US and then choosing another international school to go to did you feel was there any like hesitation in like leaving America to go to another school or was it more like a I'm excited to do this because I've already done it before I was excited to do this yeah. yeah I feel like I needed I needed that in my life I yeah. needed to just move away from home right and uh, and get about myself yeah. I feel that um, having um, I guess we've only done one term but like having done so many terms online to like coming in person like how has that experience like that transition been it's way better than I expected. Really? Yeah. Um, I do feel like I'm more focused here. Mm -hmm. And I have, I'm, I'm living in this environment where I see a lot of people studying, a lot of people um, getting involved, and it just makes you want to work harder. Do more yeah. for yourself. Yeah. What's been your favorite, I guess, like, outside of like academics, what's been your favorite part about like Grenada in and of itself? I love yeah. Uh, I love going there and uh, also uh, uh, the social life that I have here is mm -hmm. very nice I, I go play volleyball with you guys alright uh, is there a <laughs> <laughs> ain't no baby I woke up <laughs> ain't no <laughs> inside joke for those who know but yeah no um, aside from that um, I think what I really like is uh, going is just going to be gen uh, being invited over to have dinner with my friends. Yeah. Those are kind of things that I do not really have in Miami. Yeah. But here, it's, it just comes to you. Right. Yeah. It's like its own, like, somehow you, like, form your own, like, tribe. Yes. And y'all just do everything. Definitely, yes. I feel that. Having, um, so I guess, like, Cuban culture, Miami culture, American culture, and Grenadian culture, do you feel like having bounce between so many cultures has made, like, the transition here easier? Because I know a lot of students come here and they're, like, completely shocked at like the lack of I guess like resources or like I don't think it's difficult but like some people find it difficult to like move around or just like get things here but like haven't been able to bounce around like how has that been for you? Well uh, Grenada is very close to Cuba in that sense mm -hmm. like the streets, the beaches yeah. the just the ecosystem yeah. it's, it's, it's very similar to that in Cuba so I when I got here, I mean, I was taking the bus like I would if I would be in Cuba. Right. Um, I I also uh, also I mean uh, here that the supermarket has a lot more variety right. than it does in Cuba. I mean, oh. Way more. And so that that I mean I never saw I, I've never really seen an obstacle here that mm -hmm. has made it slightly difficult. Or right. Anything. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I know like. I guess it's just like some people just being a little bit more privileged, but like some people like complain about the buses or like complain about like ITA and stuff like not having things. But I'm not gonna say like I'm used to like the store not having things, but like it just hasn't been those small things just haven't been like a oh man, I hate it here, you know? Nah. It's definitely, it definitely has its ups and its downs, but some people's transitions I feel like have been a lot, a lot harder. I mean, there are things that you can definitely live without that you don't really need here. Yeah. Um, and 
be honest, I do not even need them in the States. Yeah. So it's not something that I really need to have in order to feel good mm -hmm. or feel like I'm not going to miss out on anything. Right. Uh, but, but, I mean, aside from that, the, the, the material here, I mean, the, the, the resources that you have are, are pretty much the same as the ones that I have in Miami. Yeah. The same, same ones that you use. I feel. Um, so, like, a lot of... I get this question all the time. Not specifically, like, why St. George, but, like, I guess, like, people don't really know too much about Grenada. Like, I didn't know much about this island before I came here. But, for example, like, if you were to go back after we finished with med school and people, like, ask you about your experience here, like, what are some of the things that, like, made Grenada, like, I guess, like, a, a impact on your life as, like, going forth being a doctor? Um... I think in regards to that, uh, what plays the biggest factor mm -hmm. has been like, let's say the hospital sessions. Yeah. And because uh, you you see people who actually uh, who really need help, mm -hmm. and they're they're being taken care of, and uh, having that assurance that you're gonna be taken care of when you go to the hospital, that that must be very relieving. Right. To 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 those who seek help. But um, aside from that, I think um, I really don't have anything else that, that matters. How about you? For me, else? I guess like the the hospital session is definitely like it gives you like the perspective of like so I've been to a hospital in the U.S. I haven't been to any other hospitals outside of the U.S. But just seeing like the lack of resources that they have, but like how efficient their doctors are mm -hmm. with the lack of resources. Yeah. So like I've learned so much from the doctors in the hospital in those like two hours and like they don't even have like a laptop or like a lecture to teach me but they're just so knowledgeable about their stuff and it's just like damn like you guys are really good at your jobs and like for whatever reason you came back here to help out so like that's like a like memories that like I guess I'm making or like experiencing that's like when I go back to the US I'm just gonna be like very appreciative of like all the stuff that they have to use yeah same thing in Dominican Republic because mm -hmm. I also went to Dominican Republic with my friends yeah um to the hospitals and we we uh, rotated mm -hmm. in different words um i noticed that they in the operating room they sometimes they do not have the right uh the right tools to, yeah the right tools to, yeah but they they still made it happen mm -hmm. uh, it was not the most aesthetic right as they as they quoted but um, they they still got the job done, right? And uh, you, you can't really see how, despite the lack of resources mm -hmm. over there, they they still provide the best yeah. of their abilities to their patients. Like yeah. What uh, out of the hospital sessions that we've been to, which I guess specialty has been your favorite so far? Mm -hmm. Not not your favorite, but like the one that was like the most eye opening for you.
patient said, oh yes, I feel it, and the fork was not in the foot. So they could not have felt something that was not there. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. He, they, they, he was like, yeah, I feel it, but no, he was blind. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like it's gonna be like a a constant hurdle that we have to like get used to like trying to cipher between like is the patient lying are they yeah. telling the truth yeah I feel like that's like a a recurring thing that we'll see we had um I did OB last on Monday and I don't know it, I, I learned a lot of things so apparently in Grenada they don't give like epidural or like any sort of pain management for like women who go into like natural birth so our patient was it was her first birth so like she didn't really have an opinion on it because like she didn't know what to expect but like the doctor came in and she was telling us like all about this 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 and the third and it was just like wow you guys do a lot it's like with ob you're managing two patients and it's like this just the lack of resources and like her knowledge and like all the stuff that like she had to manage because she was the only ob for both floors mm. i'm just like wow Duh. you got to do that and you got to come back and teach us uh yeah, it was just, I have no interest in OB, but, like, I developed, like, an appreciation for it just because of, like, seeing, like, how hard she worked. Believe it or not, I mean, it has to be very tiring. Having so many responsibilities, and on top of that, it's, at the hospital, whenever I'm done with the hospital, I feel, I feel tired. I feel like, yeah, I feel a little tired because I've been on my feet. Like, all day. All, uh, all day. It can be a little, a little exhausting. Imagine being there for the whole day also having to teach people and go back and forth and yeah it can be a little draining I feel like being like there's no telling what the future has but like being a doctor at a teaching hospital definitely has like a larger burden on like your like I guess your career length it's like you're managing lives and you're trying to like bring up people behind you to like take on your role eventually so hats off to, to like the teaching doctors out there yeah, it has to be very yeah. Dealing with two things at the same time. Right. And also making the best out of those two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, fast forward in life, five years from now, well, two, two years, let's say three. Okay. Three years from now, we'll be done with med school. Where do you, where do you see yourself? Oh, uh, I see myself probably working. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of hours. Right, first year resident. <laughs> yeah. So um, probably um, who knows? Maybe getting picked on. Uh, maybe learning. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely learning. Right, hundred percent. It never yeah. stops. And um, just, I guess, just trying to do the best that I can to um, uh, lead. I guess. Yeah. Those, those who come after me so. okay so e, say you do internal medicine what's the residency fat is what four years I think it's I think it's three years three alright so alright fast forward ten years from now alright what's what, what Caesar doing what is, what is <laughs> ten years from now Caesar look like alright Caesar <laughs> he will he will I, I, I think after 10 years, you should find yourself in a position where you will definitely not be in charge of a whole floor, mm-hmm. but you may have a decent amount of responsibility right. to to take. Um, and um, I, I, I just see myself just guiding people. Yeah. And I also like 
I also like teaching. Mm-hmm. So I think at one point I may also want to teach people. Okay. Um, like the content that we are now struggling with. Right. <laughs> Man, it it's sad to say that like we're struggling with it, but there's just I just feel like there's like certain people called to teach, like they just like they just do it better than others. Oh yeah. But ho- ho- hopefully you're not the one getting completely disagree on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, review forms. No, no, I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. So one of the things, um, like one of the, the, the models for like the podcast, like the brand is like to chase growth. And I know like when you, you said earlier, when you, when you uh, migrated to Miami, like interacting with like other cultures and like learning, like learning how to be like har- har- harmony with other people is like a thing that you learn. What is like, what's something that you do every day to like chase growth to like make yourself better in like spiritual academic personal life like what are some of the things that like you actively do well uh in the social aspect i really like making other people feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with who they are right and not having to hide or or feel like they might be judged Mm -hmm. so I, i really like um just being myself to people so they can be themselves with me right so I think um, I think uh, in, if you are capable of making people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. despite or where they come from, I, I think you can you can really really like get places and like see who they really are. Well, I like that. Yeah. That's some wise words from a, from a real <laughs> wise guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so I think that was pretty good. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. This is my my boy, Caesar. Uh, We're going to sign out, and uh, we'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace. Uh